Raisin Man Arena. We got, I just wanted to be chill. I kind of look like celebrity chic right now. Yeah. Celebrity in hiding. Mm-hmm. Just be chill, be yourself, but you know, don't don't let Felipe and Sam run run circles around you. <laughs> he will. <laughs> you look like uh, you know how the the richer celebrities get, the shittier their shoes get. You know, I don't like, believe that. Like um, like uh, when you see Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's out and he's he's wearing <laughs> some rags. You know what I'm saying? Well, I kind of do because I have a friend who like saw him at an art auction or something uh-huh. and he was like basically leo looked like people were like weekend at bernie's-ing him because <laughs> he was so <laughs> fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and like had he was like wearing sunglasses and was like mumbling and he had this like crew of guys who were just kind of like helping him usher along his neck is just like, yeah. <laughs> like not engaged he's a puppet you ever see those pictures that are like they put like I mean, you know, they're obviously classes, but it'll be like a picture of Mark Zuckerberg and then a picture of like a swagged out, like, you know, p- poor person. And it'll <laughs> like, it'll be like their shoes, $200, their shirt, $500, whatever. And then Mark Zuckerberg, shoes, $90, pay less. <laughs> sure. And then the point is like, when you're rich, you know what to spend stuff on. That's you ever see those memes? This is so disturbing. Oh, okay. This is a meme. This is a meme. Wait, okay. What did you think it was? I thought it was an advertisement. I thought it was a little thing in your head. <laughs> <laughs> a thing I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're starting. It's Raisin Man Arena. Today is Wednesday, January 19th, to 2025? No, 2022. 2022. Yeah. And we're here with a special... Because Sarah's not here, so we're here with a special guest, Kelly Cooper. Hi. <laughs> Kelly lives very near us and is a friend. But yeah. So it was a perfect vortex, <laughs> I'd say, of things. But if I lived farther away, maybe you would have not had me on today. Yeah. No, I was going to say the main reason is that she's so funny. Mm. She is so funny. <laughs> That's the main yeah. reason we had her on. But she know. also lives really <laughs> close by. <laughs> it's I w- we would have had you on. 8 a.m. is a tough time to have people on so yeah it's it's basically yeah i mean you're one of maybe two other people <laughs> we could have asked. you actually you also don't need to record the podcast at 8 a.m there we have are to. a lot of other times oh we have to mm. wait you guys both have um job commitments right that's not that <laughs> <laughs> force you to start the podcast yes. this early okay cool I that's what i thought calls that's right Smelly baby teeth says Kelly. Who smell small baby teeth? Hey, what's up? Oh, Lena. 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 Oh my God, Lena. Will is just off, just in the kitchen doing his classic shit. You know what it is. <laughs> Let know? me ask you this, Will. You said small baby teeth. That's Lena. Do you know because you know that that's her uh, her username, or do you know because she indeed has small? Yes, because she has small baby teeth. Small baby teeth. Smelly. Can you imagine having smelly teeth? Bro, she has smelly teeth. <laughs> if you have smelly teeth, it's over. Do, do you guys think that dating someone who has kind of fucked up teeth is cute? Yeah. No. Uh, depends on the rest of them. <laughs> if their face is fucked up, no. Or if they have, well, yeah, if they have a smoking teeth. hot bod, but just fucked up teeth. Yeah. That's fine. Also, it depends on what you mean, because a gap... Gap between the front teeth. Gap is sexy. Sexy. But then like British style, <laughs> British style teeth. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what if that's how you like? 
blackened nubs. <laughs> <laughs> Greasy blackened nubs. Yo, I'm dating this girl and she's hot as fuck, but she got those British style teeth. <laughs> she got those she got the Austin Powers teeth. <laughs> that is not sexy. But it's true that, you know, who was who is is it you that said, you know, for someone to be really hot, there needs to be a little bit of ugly. Who's hmm. saying that? I don't know. It doesn't sound like something I'd say. Cause you know, models now, you know, models always have one thing about them that's like a little weird. Yeah. Like Ella Emhoff is daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. She got that curly hair. That's what's weird about her. Yeah. Do you think Ella Emhoff has ever seen Sarah Squirm? Right? Because eh. she's got a squirm mask. I bet. <laughs> squirm mask d- look and demeanor. Wouldn't you say her clothes? Yeah, she has. Sh- I bet she's a fan of Sarah. And w- do you think she does it well? Do you think she does the imitation well? <laughs> well, uh, come on, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, was conf- I was confused about who you were talking about. Ella who M. does Hoff. the imitation of Ella Emhoff? <laughs> okay. Ella Emhoff. She's does the, the daughter of is, Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah, but she imitates Sarah. Sh- you're saying she imitates Sarah. I don't know. Because Sarah Squirm's in the business of imitating people now. So, you know. You what do you mean? Oh, you mean on SNL? You can understand why I'd be confused. Uh, I thought maybe I she had done an impression of her. No, but she could. No, I'm saying that Ella Emhoff, you see her looks. They kind of look like things. I mean, they look like off-brand or they look like a, a knit version of what Sarah Squirm Sarah Squirm is doing like a Nickelodeon version of Ella Emhoff. You know, mm. L. M. Hoff is a little more toned down, a little more Bushwick. I see. But Sarah uh, Squirm, yeah. you got to throw some cow, some cow patterns and some pink polka dots and stuff. Yes. Well, I feel like L. M. Hoff just like knits weird shirts, right? Yeah. And what's your point about that? Well, S- Sarah has so much more going on. So it's hard to compare them because I think they really are in two different disciplines. It's true. They occupy different lanes. Sarah does funny voices. I've never heard L.M. Hoff's voice. That's true. No. She is dating a GQ editor. Really? Yeah. L.M. Hoff is? Wow. Yeah. How do, why do we know so much about her? Have people profiled her before? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Lots of people. I'm missing these articles. Well, that's because you're reading. Sam said that. On the podcast today, he could talk about Napoleon. <laughs> so maybe Sam's just, talk, Sam's just reading too much Napoleon. Napoleon is a squirm-esque figure. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's thinking about the Battle of Waterloo while we discussed this. Do you think that if you're a GQ editor, you have to look like the guys on the cover? Uh, Wait. Five o'clock shadow, muscled, muscled oh. cut body. I hope not. You can't do both. You can't be an editor. You can't have a a, a way with words. But well, he's also a ripped. I looked at a picture of him, and he's more like he's really skinny and yeah. like uh, honestly, like kind of femme looking. That's I remember a picture of both of them together yeah. going viral. Yeah, they're kind of they and, and she's really skinny and kind of butch looking. Right. So, so I bet they just kind of look like beige, right. like one color. They're both the yes. same. When all the colors meet, <laughs> yes, it's that beigey gray. Yeah, beige-y you gray. know, I was thinking about this recently, but I'm sure that th- those two have met before, because I was thinking about SNL <laughs> this morning at like four in the morning because I was looking at all those posts of that guy 
um, who we <laughs> who we know who but whose name I'm forgetting who's just uh, quit SNL. I don't oh, know Stephen Castillo. Steven I don't know Castillo. him. Do I know him? Yeah, he's been at like mics before and stuff. What? Yeah, he's been at mics and he performs at shows. What's a joke he used to he would do? He's so funny. He he's, does. He's very funny. He yeah. does like um live gifts. He'll like act like a gif. So he does like twenty different things on stage. Yeah, that's but it funny. Kills, yeah, and he also does he also does that gag where he says these are the guests today, and he puts little post-it notes with fake SNL mm-hmm. guests. He mm-hmm. does that every week, no fail. And it's funny every time. It is funny. Yeah, it is funny. Um, but I was thinking about it because he was posting all this stuff of him with like hanging out with all these different celebrities, and I thought, oh. Once you become a celebrity, it must be like you walk like you walk into a door and everyone's all in the same room. Like I think if you're a celebrity, all celebrities hang out with each other because of the network of safety and also of ru- the same rules that are applied to you. And so I always think I always think, oh, if I were ever famous for something, would I be excited to see this other famous person? Or would I still feel giddy about seeing famous people? And then I think, oh, maybe not because you must see everybody all the time. Well. What do you guys think about that? (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying that if you were, like, what level of celebrity? Oh, man. I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So you're saying that if I was famous... I would not want to see other famous people. Yeah, or I was just thinking like, like there's, in in I was watching Burn After Reading last night, and there's this guy who's like a kind of indie actor who's in Burn After Reading, but he's in a bunch of scenes with Brad Pitt, and I'm thinking, oh, is he excited to be in a scene with Brad Pitt? Yes. Is this like a big deal in every, for him? In every scene, he can't or, even act because he's <laughs> like. <laughs> Or he is tries like, to get his oh, autograph <laughs> on like every shot. <laughs> Direct, like, director's <laughs> like, "Hey man, <laughs> you gotta like, act. You gotta act." In this scene, you're you are not excited to meet this Brad Pitt. Okay, I will say that I I was in this acting class with a bunch of people who were like in Netflix shows and stuff, and and they're all like really <sighs> normal and don't get that many roles. But some of them have had like a couple roles where they're like acting with. Um, Were you in a class with Kevin somebody? Spacey from House of Cards? I was, yeah. <laughs> wow, he's actually really nice. <laughs> he doesn't get that many acting roles. <laughs> he's working on his craft. <laughs> Sticking a miser yeah, class. Yeah. Wow. But, um, but I guess like they to me were like more excited and still like marveled at celebrities even though they've like been in stuff with they were excited to meet you they were because they've seen my internet videos before. <laughs> <laughs> um but so i think i think at a certain point maybe if you're like an old like you're like meryl streep or something you probably just don't give a fuck yeah but i think people will always like retain some kind of admiration if they like what someone else is doing yeah I met Meryl Streep once, and in fact, I think she gave me a hug. Really? Did you guys hook up? We hooked up, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know until the morning, because at night, you know, at, the, at night, you don't even see, you're so drunk, and then in the morning, you wake up, and you're like, what? I hooked right. up with Meryl Streep. You went up to her, and you're like, I like a girl with fucked up teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I was in bed, and I was tur- and then I turned around, and I saw her, and I went, 
<laughs> like, then she gave you a I hug. Do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, why were why were why was Meryl Streep hugging you? Because when I was in high school, I got uh, an award for the Scholastics the Scholastics art competition, and she gave a speech at it. She was like the Keystone. <laughs> Key, keystone speaker because <laughs> she was the yeah. X-Tone speaker. <laughs> she was the Pops Blue Ribbon. <laughs> she was the Red Bull <laughs> the Red Bull speaker. And so all the winners of the award got to meet her. Um, and I acted like a, a fool. Wow, that was, was that at your high school? This was at, well, it was, you know, the whole country because Scholastics oh. Art oh. Scholastics Art brings all you think that my high school would have gotten her to speak? Maybe no, you're from Connecticut. Yeah, you want to think, <laughs> think from your high at your high school and Meryl Streep came. <laughs> that would be insane if my high school had gotten Meryl Streep. I went to a public high school, mm. okay? You know, in a working class <laughs> town in Connecticut, a coal mining town <laughs> yeah. in Connecticut. No, the Scholastics competition is countrywide; it's national. Okay. So she came okay. to speak. It's at Carnegie Hall. Wow! And I met her. Wow, in New York City. Your yeah. parents must have been so proud of you. They were very proud. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, w- and you said you goofed off in front of Meryl Streep. You I acted, acted like a damn idiot. fool. I acted the fool. What did you do? No, I didn't. I just, um, I did some corny joke. To and her? Kind of to the group about her, like where I was like fanboying, but I'm not even a Meryl Streep fanboy. She was just so, ins- she's the most famous person I think I've ever been near. Yeah. And she's very short. She's a, t- she was like a tiny little grandma. Really? That's, That's how I remember her. She was like, a, she f- it felt like being around like a tiny little grandma. Is and that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> You're so tiny. And you were ripping into her in front of your, uh, with your boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, she ugly. <laughs> no, I don't know. But then this other guy, he said, I'm from New Jersey from your town or something. And you're in my history book. And that was the best. That was the right. That was a funny comment. Wait, so everyone gets goes up on stage and gets to do a little comment <laughs> no. and then she hugs no. them <laughs> it was backstage before oh, the thing like, okay you get to meet her before she gives her speech and she was like congratulations you are all great artists you know she probably hadn't even seen any of what we'd made she gave us some words yeah you're like you haven't even asked me about my work or what i want to do <laughs> I was showing her my cartoons on my yeah, phone. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, check out this new YouTuber, Dunky. Yeah. <laughs> Video game Dunky. <laughs> Ooh, this is so funny. Ooh, <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, that's what's good. Well, how are we feeling today? Well, we, we, we were about to say something. Good. I, I was going to sort of pass the pass, continue this, but pass oh. back to you, which is. Who's the most famous person you've ever met? And how near did you get to them? Um, I don't know that I've met. Uh, I mean, I was, <laughs> I, w- I had a really small bit in a Jimmy Fallon thing. And so <laughs> oh, you did. I, I think I made Jimmy Fallon laugh <gasps> randomly. Wow. How did you do that? Um, we kind of had like a little back and forth where um, he was like, on, we were like filming the scene that we were both in. And he was like, Oh, um, your, your, and I, the thing was like, I was wearing like a, I was like a, uh, like a white woman wearing a grill and that was the joke. That's so funny. That Um, shit is so funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny. And, um, and he was like, Oh, you're, you're Jan with the girl. I was like, yes, as you can see, I'm Jan with the girl. Oh yes. You, you look nice or something. It was something like that. Something like kind of Jimmy Fallon esque. Like we were both kind of being charming to each other. I think. That's good. Wow. But, 
and I bet he remembers. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object <laughs> <laughs> on the charm scale? Well, one continues to be famous, and one <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sits at her apartment <laughs> and like is online a lot. Did you think that your life would change when you did that? No. You didn't even think a little bit my life might change? No. What if there had been I'm talent a, scouts in the audience? No, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. It takes... You have to have something special in order to pop off. Mm, and you and I saw the bit. You didn't really have a lot of time on screen to no. do anything weird to no. pop off. No. Bye. Bye, Will. Um, no, it was just like a, a couple shots of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I did well, but it it wasn't a speaking role. Sure. It was a far cry from a life-changing role. Right. <coughs> well... I mean, you are close to... I think your life-changing role has come because you're in a, in the new movie Yelling Fire in a Crowded... Movie. Yelling Fire in an Empty Theater. In an empty theater. Yes. Oh, that's interesting because no one would be... If you did that, if you yelled fire in an empty theater, no one would be the wiser. Right. Well, Wait, you're in a movie? Yes, yeah. Sam. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I was in a movie and it's in Slamdance. Except a Slamdance going forward? It's um they canceled the in person event. So it's just gonna be a Zoom. It's gonna be a Zoom <laughs> premiere. It's gonna be a Zoom it's meeting. Like, just like the Zoom Oscars. <laughs> um yeah, but it was nice because like there was a because the whole thing about like my friends who have gone to Slam Dance were like, oh, you just go and then you like go to Sundance parties because it happens at the same time. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm gonna like go to Slam Dance and then like just like go to S- Sundance stuff. And that'll and you're be gonna meet um. No bomb back. No bomb back. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> um, all kinds of stars. And then um, and then they canceled Slam Dance the same day that Joan Didion died, who was my favorite oh, <laughs> author. And I was like with my family in Las Vegas, like having a miserable time. <laughs> oh. And I was like, wow, this, you know, it's okay. And then, um, and then Sundance canceled like a few weeks later. And I was like, well, at least no one's going to have fun. Right, there's yes. no parties for you to not to miss. Yeah, no FOMO. What is going on that So it got canceled for COVID? Yes. Bro. Yeah. Well, this we were we were going to show a movie at a thing that also just got canceled because this guy who is organizing it was doing two events, one in LA and one in New York, and the LA one got canceled. That's why. So he was like I'm going to cancel the New York one as well. And it leads me to a topic which I do want to talk about with you, which is why are people on the West Coast such dorks about COVID? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're so scared of it. They're yeah. really scared. I was in Seattle last um, April and people would cross the street and walk on the other side of the street if you were not wearing a mask. And like we, I went into a grocery store and people would be like, uh, a woman was like yelling at people to be like, "Okay, masks up! Like you need oh to, you need to put hand sanitizer on your hands, wipe down the the grocery basket, like yelling that stuff to when everyone that came in." This was in April, well long after the whole thing about COVID is is transmitted over services had been dispelled. Right, right. But people, and at that point. I guess like some people had vaccines. Yeah. In April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now it's like you know most. 
I'd say most people, and at least in the in the in the liberal in the liberal enclaves, in the liberal hellholes, everyone's vaxxed. Yeah. So why are we canceling? Why are people canceling shows in L.A.? I don't know. Okay, I think like <clears throat> I like I don't know. I I am from California, but I didn't like experience COVID there. But I do think that there's this tendency for people in California to like feel comfortable telling people how to live their lives hmm. um karen syndrome karen maybe well karen syndrome is that not karen syndrome i don't know if it's karen syndrome complaining about people being nervous about covid try being in another state in the country that's true oh because in other states in the country <coughs> people aren't nervous enough about covid yeah mm. well i think there's a happy medium yes i think so too but I think like I, I just have a lot of friends from California who are like or not friends. I mean, just like throughout living there, a lot of people are like, especially around health stuff. They're like, oh, you should be doing this for your body or this is the right thing to do. And um, and out here, like nobody really gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like everyone knows it offends someone to tell them what to do so they don't do it i it, i totally agree i feel like in new york city like a golden rule yeah it's like do not tell people what to do yes yeah. if someone is acting insane on the train and yeah. you don't like their behavior you keep your mouth shut right or and you move to the next train yes you know? it would be insane <laughs> Like the story with the honking. Yes. Okay. Morning. Okay. <laughs> like that's a perfect example. Yes. This morning at five thirty, before the podcast, I was woken up because someone on my street ha- was honking their horn really loud over and over because they someone had double parked and um, like boxed them in, and they were honking and honking for like thirty minutes, and then like three different people came outside. And like one lady yelled from the window and they were like, stop honking. And the guy who was honking was like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And then just like kept honking. Uh. And like my bedroom faces the street. So this has happened a couple times before where like, and I think there's just like a lot of parking on my street. So people like this, they're like, oh, I know I can park on that street. So I, I don't think this guy lived on my street or anything, but he was honking. And then, yeah, finally like the cops came, but. Yes, this guy was, like, getting in fights with all these people who were, like, sir, like, there are children on my block. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine what the situation would have been that he couldn't just back out. It's, like, so basically when you double park, you're supposed to park in in between or, like, um, the center of your car should be where the two cars meet so that they can get out. The center of mm-hmm. your car yes. should be when the two cars meet. There should be a space of one car between you and the car next to you so that there's a tunnel. Yeah, so basically if they want to like back out or or drive forward, they have enough room. Does this make sense? Sure. Well, okay. in any case, this guy thought if I honk enough, yeah. the owner of this car... will come and move it. will come and move it. And the thing is, they never do. They don't. They don't no. care. No. They don't care. And... and, and and your point uh, is in New York? New York mindset is like someone, you're doing something incredibly annoying. Right. And people start cussing you out. And you go, no, fuck you. I'm allowed to do this. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm allowed to listen to music incredibly right. loud. On the train. I want. Yes. It's like, it, it's just, it's rude to tell people what to do to, or to try and alter their life in any way. Whereas in LA, yeah. everyone's like, everyone's like, why isn't this 
like my little air conditioned car. I wish things in this space felt more like my air conditioned. No one's yelling in my air conditioned car, so no one should yell here in this place that I am. I remember when I lived in California, there was like guilt about not composting. Like that's like the type of stuff that you experience. Weak sauce. Which is like, oh, you guys like don't do a compost. Oh, it's it's actually like pretty easy. I could like bring some supplies over for you. (laughs) And I'm like, sure. Like, you know, like I used to like um, have a compost bucket in college. We uh, maybe we all had compost buckets in college, but then I did not. You didn't. I think it's it's because let me test out a theory. Because California is the is the West, right? It's in the f- the future. It's in, mm-hmm. it's 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 an aspirational. People move there to you're, begin a new life. You're going into Didion territory yep. here. Yeah, Didion territory because Didion-esque. <laughs> California is aspirational, and it's a place where people have moved from somewhere else to come to there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is still the future. Still up for grabs there. There's still. People are collectively still trying to draft how they want to live, so the, so everyone's telling each other what to do. Mm. But in in the old world on the East Coast, <laughs> everyone's settled in their ways. Mm. So it's it's incredibly rude to tell you to live any differently than the way you have for thousands <laughs> thousands <laughs> of years. <laughs> yeah, in because in L.A. Especially there's like, a, you know, there's a lot of body, you know, people are beautiful out there. They can say to you, hey, stop eating the bodega sandwich, right? Over mm-hmm. there, they're like, you should eat acai. You shouldn't eat a bodega sandwich the aki way. Do you know about this? The, uh, What's the aki What's way? Aki? It's, this, it's this bodega in uh, somewhere in New York where this guy makes really fucked up bodega sandwiches. And it's, I think his name is like Dr. Ock or, or Ock. I don't know. Whoa. And so it's like he makes sandwiches the aki way. He's on TikTok. But here in, in New York, nobody's going to come between me and my bodega sandwich. Right. You see what I'm saying? Over there, there's no, they don't have, they don't have these like hallowed institutions, these, these like food, you know, it's food culture. They're, over there, it's like, oh, ancient, as- they're eating acai Ancient institutions. Over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think you're right, Sam. I mean, I guess it's like hard to trace because it's like. I don't know if people would admit that that's the reason why, because it's like people settled s- so long ago. But there is this like, yes, how to like live your life, new ideas, like a way to live better. Like this is the promised land. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yes, it's like evolved into this um, like, well, now I know exactly how to live my life well. And yeah. you should too. Yeah. And because... Ca- I wonder too what what it's like in the South or the Midwest because I feel like the Midwest is prime Karen country. Mm. Midwest is Karen country, and then the Midwest, everyone's it's like a Midwest is like a small town. Everyone's up in everybody's business, right. you know. And it's like, and in a small town, everyone you can tell people what to do because it's like you're trying to make sure everyone's conforming to the rules of the small mm. town. There's the sort of fascism mm. of a small town. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I wonder what it's like in the South. I've never really spent much time there. You mean, you mean, it seems to me though, like COVID everywhere, ex- mostly except like the coasts. COVID is, people are pretty less, less say fair about it. It's my sense. W- uh, l- let's say, f- what do you mean? Well, you're saying, oh, in the Midwest, everyone's a Karen. In California, everyone's a Karen. 
in New York, people aren't Karens. I wonder what, what South is like. And I'm saying, it seems to me like, with respect to COVID, if you're on some like liberal enclave, people are Karens about it, or people are like concerned about it. Not necessarily Karens, but you know, concerned. If you're anywhere else, people are a little more, you know, they you should do whatever you want. Yeah, I guess I, what I'm trying to get into is what what what's the culture of like being up in other people's business versus mm -hmm. the culture of like everyone should be allowed to do what they want to do, and you should never like uh in like have an altercation with someone on the street about a stranger about their behavior so it's so it's less like covid related and more like what's that culture well, about i'll say this which is that i think in new york you're close to people all the time you have to interact with people all the time and so you kind of have to let people do what they need to do and yeah. i think that's part of the covid thing too it's like it seems to me like in la there's way more opportunities to be isolated from people you can like really pick and choose when you're going to be near other people and in new york you can't and mm -hmm. so people are just used to like people are going people are going to shows here the idea of i mean people did cancel stuff when at the beginning of the year when yeah. the first omicron spike happened but people are good now people aren't don't aren't so concerned about it now yeah um and generally it's like you're on the subway you're on the street you're like packed together right. so you're because you don't have the choice to keep isolating if you see a person on the subway and they're like not their mask isn't full on, mm -hmm. what do you do? Well, that person is me. <laughs> you don't put out your mask oh. on the subway. <laughs> no, I wear it on the subway, but sometimes I'll like just I don't know. You won't be drinking water for the whole time. <laughs> Did you see? There was a picture of a guy in an airplane who held a French fry in his mouth the whole flight <laughs> so that he wouldn't have to wear. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say another thing about California is like <clears throat> out there, like it, it is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that people are really concerned about the environment because it's such a important part of their life and why they live there. Mm -hmm. So I think like people also like their general, like, um, what is it? Preserve or you know, wanting to preserve the environment, appreciate the environment kind of like seeps into everything else, mm. which is kind of this like self-righteous, like we have to protect the earth. We have to protect our bodies. Like, I think that has something to do with it when you're just like, Oh, like I feel you feel, um, more connected to the earth. And so I think you <laughs> okay. feel more compelled okay. to mm. want yeah. to like protect everything that's associated with that. Yeah. Um, if you can control it. Yeah. Maybe that that's sense. a little woo-woo, but I think that, makes sense. that feels like that real take. to me. I like that. I do. I, I do. Th they just had another article in the New York Times about climate catastrophe and stuff in, in relationship to California. And I do think that, like, climate change, the, f the feeling of climate, of, of impending climate doom is much more acute on the West Coast because everyone's living in this, like, arid semi-desert almost <laughs> desert like landscape that's yeah. like quite fragile well i guess that's just like s mostly southern california northern california beautiful kind of different no climate they don't change have climate there. change yeah yeah and no climate change well no there's either. fires well, there's fires everywhere yeah it's it is just funny to like i remember going on the west coast and thinking oh 
all this hysteria about self-driving cars and the possibility that we could have self-driving cars, I got to the West Coast and I remember thinking, oh, I get why people want them here and think it's possible here because there's basically no weather and people drive around everywhere. And yeah. the roads and the pave, paved roads are like really, really nice. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, I get, I guess you could see it here. Um, right, because people, cars are just a bigger deal. They're a bigger deal. And also so much of the technology of self-driving cars is dependent on like things like weather Right, right, and the infrastructure, and and so everything's car infrastructure out there. So yeah, um, that was another another thing to think about. Would you get in a self driving car? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if there were girls in it. Mm. <laughs> there are hot chicks. Among the hot chicks, what about you, Kelly? Would you get in a self driving no, car? No, never. You would never even get in it. No, not interested. Too risky. Sam, would you get in a self driving car and just go? I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> I'll I'll try. I trust it. I think I would be too excited about the technology mm. that I'd, I'd I'd end up paying more attention to the road and to the wheel and stuff. I saw this. I just saw this video because Twitter's filled with videos that are like self-driving cars or death traps. You've seen these videos, right? Yeah. It'll be a guy in the in the in the car, and he's like, he keeps like having to swerve the car out it's like about to run into someone and they keep swerving it out you've seen these videos no well there's plenty of them it'll be like a dash cam and you know or like a guy in the car and be like you see the car's about to the car's going into the train tracks you know <gasps> swerving it out then i saw this other video where the self-driving car was swerved out of the road into the sidewalk doing like 60 in like a town like you know oh my god city. and this guy almost got run over so people were like, see, these self-driving cars, they're death traps. Tesla, you know, Elon Musk is merchant of death. And then I went through the comments, and then there were some people who were saying, 100% driver error. They were like, this is driver error. The driver panicked, driver error. Really? And so I don't know what to think. Hmm. But I think if I was in a driving car, and would I get so scared by the technology, I'd be like, fuck. I'm just going to swerve <laughs> the your, your ass is panicking in the yeah. car. Ah! Right away. Much. Override, override. <laughs> yeah. I would sit in the gunner's seat. Oh, like in Halo or something? You're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I would do. <laughs> While the warthog is like making it that would be one advantage of the self-driving car mm. is that you are free to kind of shoot out you the can window shoot people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was sort of hope i hoped that like because obviously the answer is uh, to to sort of the our transportation crisis is to like reinvest in like public transportation right. and so things like that trains but trams yeah i think people are trying to find all these different ways to not do the most obvious thing of and course. i thought oh you know if self-driving cars really did work, it would be kind of sick. Uh, and I would, I could read in a car and stuff like that. But again, there, it's not, it's never going to be the Shangri-La that I think that we hope yeah. it will be. <laughs> the beautiful Shangri-La <laughs> where every car <laughs> drives itself. I don't get why, you know, it's like, okay, Roombas work. Roombas self-drive themselves. Why can't we hack yes. a self-driving car? Right. And people, you know, people make videos. They put their cats on Roombas and kind of drive if them around. If a cat can be on a Roomba, yeah. why can't you And the Roomba, Roomba. Right. hits a wall and it goes going in a different direction. That could be just the solution. It would be sick right. if 
if the solution was we all had self-driving cars, but they went at the speed of us. <laughs> <laughs> honestly? Yeah. Yeah, that could work. Right. And, and honestly, that would be cool because then we could slow down. We could, like, take oh, our time with stuff. We need to slow down in life. It's just so yeah. things so fast. It would reduce everyone's anxiety. Yeah. No more SSRIs. We would get rid of SSRIs. <laughs> Speaking of, okay, next topic, Joss Whedon. Are we pro or against? <laughs> <laughs> pro or con, Joss? What are the pros of Joss Whedon? What are the cons of Joss Whedon? Wait, I actually screenshot a paragraph of the article um, that I thought was really funny. Wait, so just to do the intro. Sam, do you want to do this intro of what, what, what this is? Uh, maybe I'm perfect for doing the intro because I, uh, Joss Whedon, I didn't even know who he was <laughs> until about 14 <laughs> minutes ago. I've never seen Buffy the Vampire but Slayer. And I, I've, heard great I've seen a couple it. episodes, but apparently he was he. So he is the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and apparently he was like famous, a famous feminist in Hollywood. Well, because Buffy apparently has feminist themes, feminist themes, and it features a, a female uh, lead character, Buffy, the Buffy, the yes, Buffy. who slays vampires. And it's funny because it's funny to read an article where the article expects you to understand the background of the thing, and you're like, I don't even know. I'm not. I'm at square one. This, so, so that was. So, so the background is we're supposed to feel like, oh my god, Josh Whedon, famous Hollywood feminist, but now he's canceled and he's a pariah in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Because because of and then the article goes on to describe why. Right. Okay. What are, you, what are you giggling about? Well, I think on the note that he's a pariah, there's this really funny paragraph. And this is another thing that I often wonder about. Like when an, when a journalist is like, I want to profile you. And they're like, I want to come to your house and like spend a couple of days with you to profile you. And then what they write is like this awful, like you like open yourself up to someone and then they write... He sat hunched over on a black leather couch, his fingers clicking together, the thumbs tapping each of the other digits in quick succession whenever the conversation shifted towards his recent troubles, pale and angular with bags under his eyes. He no longer much resembled the plump-cheeked puck who once impishly urged a profile writer to describe him as doughy and jowly. It was a perfect day in Santa Monica, as almost every day in Santa Monica is, but we didn't want to stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, um, he announced in his quiet rumble of a voice, he was thinking of getting curtains. The sun is my enemy, he said. Damn. Like, cooked. isn't that cooked? Yes. Cooked. And I'm like, oh, I get it. The journalist wants him to seem like a vampire or something like that's like a fat god. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, interesting. That's good. That's, good that that's a good pick, read. Pick that up. I yeah. I just I don't know. I like I feel like if um if I was like maybe getting canceled and then this journalist was like, Hey, could I like come really get the story on you and like spend a couple of days with you and your family and then come and you get to know them and then they write this awful <laughs> A th bit of ketchup drooling <laughs> from her wet mouth. Eyes crusted over. She, he typed at his computer fatly. <laughs> A rank odor filled the room. I, I realized he had filled his diaper. 
<laughs> I looked into his bowl. It was shit. <laughs> he, he had not flushed the toilet in days. <laughs> he yeah. poured me a glass of urine. <laughs> I do think it's 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 very uh, it's very like uh, it's it's a swag move to be like, yeah. When the reporter comes around, I'm just gonna be the most piece of shit version of myself I've ever been. Absolutely. Uh, you mind if I eat cereal while we do the interview? Yeah, I don't know. It's like maybe he really is like this, and he's like out of his mind. Because like I could believe that someone is like really is like not only a pariah but like realizes that the world thinks they are so it's just like it's all like compounded and he's just like in his i don't know it's it, it they make it seem like he is in some kind of other like psychological state like based on how they just like the sun is my enemy you Come say on, that to bro. a journalist? Come that, on, yeah. bro. I know. Bizarre. It sounds like he's being epic sauce. He's, he's trying to be lame. <laughs> he's trying to be dramatic sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, reading it, because the article's trying to be like, he was kind of like sort of feminist, but there was, you know, he was like not so good to women on set. And then all the allegations came out. And now he's a pariah. And now uh, he's allowed me to come to his house to redeem him. Like that's sort of the the, the kind of arc of the, of the thing. And it seemed like, um, you know the articles like in Buffy, no one was quite good or evil, or the feminist themes. Sometimes they were like unsure. Like sometimes Buffy was just kind of like a hot, you know, girl in the show or whatever. And so it's trying to be like, you know, there's there's gray areas. And then it talks about his all of the fucked up stuff that happened in his childhood, um, which is that he. Oh, th- apparently he was responsible for some other four year old kid's death. Damn. But, well, and th- there's more to say about that because it wasn't, he was totally responsible for it. Anyways, the point simply being that as I was reading, I was thinking, you know, it must, in some ways, I sort of feel bad for, for, for people like that who get canceled because I think, like, it seemed to me like he was always kind of destined to be an asshole. Like, he, f- since youth, he was sort of like a weird kid. Really? Yeah, or I don't know. It talks about him in college and he's like a, he's like a shithead and he's <laughs> like a shitty dude to women. <laughs> And I was like, uh, some people just like get into power and it's like right. the clock's ticking until people figure out who you are. Because you, ca- I That's really, true. in some ways I'm like, you kind of can't <coughs> change who you are. And if you're like a weird asshole nerd, I don't, I don't know if you can change that. Yeah. They, there's like some details about the, f- like how he was this like celebrity showrunner and he was just like really like highly regarded. And I'm like, oh, this guy must have had the most lame fans totally <laughs> who were all just like buffy sci-fi adjacent like oh my lord <laughs> <This> <laughs> he is my he is my everything my liege yes <laughs> this my liege this michelin tire guy <laughs> from hell <laughs> i will say that that the, that paragraph you read it does say that he's thin now right because it's yeah. like he's no longer the doe-eyed puck puck what the fuck are they talking about who used yeah. to want to be called jowly he urged a profile writer to describe him as doughy and jolly. That's insane. That's hey, weird. man, I'm not going to do that, all right? <laughs> I'm just going to kind of type what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe there were some early signs of his um, of him being an asshole, and now Vulture sunk their claws into it. 
Well, the stuff that he's described as doing is pretty bad, pretty annoying. Mm. Pretty an- annoying. What did he do? I didn't finish the article. I don't know. Apparently, he like some when he was writing on Firefly. So he had, there was this woman writer who like wrote an episode, and then he did a bit where he p- projected it on the screen, and the bit was like he was doing a PowerPoint on an, a bad episode. Or like a presentation on a bad episode and read it, make read the whole episode making fun of it and make, doing voices and stuff in front of all the writers. That sounds like an exhaustive <laughs> exercise yes. for little payback. Like, well, I mean, little, I'd say negative payback. Ma- yeah, yeah. Like, why would you <laughs> do like thirty or forty-five seconds in? If some, if I was in the room and someone started doing that, a minute in, I would be like. All right, man, <laughs> we got to get back to All work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he was doing this to someone in the Buffy? No, Firefly, when he was writing on Firefly. Oh, Firefly, okay. Well, and Another and show I've never seen. And he, I know, who's the fuck has seen that show? <laughs> but he, so he was the showrunner and he was making fun of it or he was just a writer? No, imagine the, the balls on that guy if he'd just been a writer. No, he was the, he was a showrunner. He was a showrunner, okay. Yeah. Huh. Carly Marilli says, I was a huge, huge fan of this show, Firefly. Message boards. I went to Comic-Con wow. every year. Wow. All of it. There were very alive cult there there was a very alive culture around the show, even though it had been over for many years. I wow. had a friend who really liked Firefly. Um, it's a sci-fi thing, right? It's like Western mm-hmm. sci-fi, I think. It's like what if what if there was a Western but it happened in Mars? Something like that, right, Carly? Correct me. If that's not the case, and a I don't know. fat idiot asshole <laughs> <laughs> conceived it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there was. Uh, I read. I was responsible for reading the end of the article. Right. And <laughs> in it, they were talking about. So did, I did they redeem him at the I end? Didn't get it. And he's good. <laughs> it, it, I didn't get anywhere near the end because uh, it's very long. But there was a, se- a section where they had a had a rule on Buffy that you women were not allowed to be alone around this guy. Damn. I've heard that with like multiple <laughs> men. <laughs> and exactly like um, a friend worked on... Wait, ho, are you about to out someone or is it going to be it? No, I I honestly forget who the actor was, but our a friend of ours was working on a show and there was like this kind of like hush-hush rule that like don't be in a trailer alone with this I person. think I know who it is. Yeah. Felipe or I will get that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it'll, no, it'll, be, it'll be like a big step when you guys aren't allowed to be <laughs> in trailers alone with women. That means you really great. made it. <laughs> you finally get your show. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I do think, uh, I don't know. You know, artists only have so many years before, you know, they kind of start making crap. Mm. And I think, you know, Joss Whedon, you got your time. Now you're canceled. Just uh, make the exit. Make the exit. Yeah. Make a firefly. Another firefly, but on a different planet. Yeah. How mm. about you go to Mars? That's what you th- That's true. Wow. I wonder if Josh Whedon is... Um, Listening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope and if you, you are, I'm such a fan. <laughs> I would love to come work for you. <laughs> I'd be in a trailer alone with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to say, I wonder if Joss Whedon is what? Um, I was going to say if he's going to kill himself. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool thing to prognosticate about on a podcast. <laughs> Will, well, 
Guys, if you have an opinion, will Josh Whedon <laughs> kill himself? Tune in. Type, type well, your answer on okay. the chat. This is what I think about, and we don't really have to talk about this, but these people who have gone through these like immense cancellation periods where everyone who's anyone is like, you're bad. Are these people going to kill themselves? Yeah. I wonder. To be like that hated? Well, some people do. I mean, yeah. less famous people have, you know people who are really anti-cancel culture are like look at these people who have yeah yeah there was a porn star i believe porn actor who was can who, he got canceled she, she got, got canceled. canceled for some reason and then she killed herself people always bring wow. that one up i can't remember her name or, hmm. or the exact circumstances but i've never heard of you know louis not dead right and he's yeah. still on tour he's still on tour well my dad killed himself and it was <laughs> just because we all left to go to college and stuff like that oh <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like a cancellation. <laughs> I guess you're right about that. <laughs> yes, you cancel your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I well, well, I think what's at the bottom or, or or what I sense is a part of your question is like is it ju if these people are put into such dire straits mm -hmm. that they are thinking of any of their lives is yeah. the cancellation just is the is the punishment that they receive yes okay or the right thing to do i do i do think about that often because i don't know and again we don't have to talk about this but it's like um you know, it did, well is there any like um forgive like public forgiveness yeah. there never will be but or any kind of like reconciliation or something that these people are, will experience. Yeah. And you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know like if they deserve it or not or what, but I, I often think like, wow, what a horrible, horrible, I mean, yes, you're an asshole. So you deserve to be held accountable. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know what else you would do. Well, right. I sometimes Maybe just focus on your hobbies. I sometimes take issue. You know, sometimes people are like, well, that person's rich. Why don't they just go live on their boat? Right. It's like they have so much. They can just exit public life and they have enough money that they could just live a life of leisure right. or whatever. But I always think like, well, that's kind of missing the point of what gives a person purpose. And if you're an artist, whether or not you're an asshole and you've like become famous as an artist doing art, making your work. Yeah. Um, it's part of your purpose. And then some people are like, well, like that person can just make art on their own. They don't need to like be famous. They don't need to be on television, like write a little bit. And it's like, well, no, it's like, it's part of the practice to have like an audience. So I right. think it's like, while yes, Joss Whedon probably can retreat into his dark, <laughs> dark house in Santa into Monica. Coffin. I do think if you're an artist and then it's like, well, you can't do this anymore. You can't right. do the one thing that you've structured your whole life around. Right. It must, it must be that stressful. That would be very depressing. Yeah. yeah. And part of being an artist is having fun friends and stuff <laughs> and like living a bohemian lifestyle absolutely mm -hmm. did you see that james franco did an interview oh yeah yes. he broke the silence did he, bro he broke and the he did you watch he, it or did i read the article about how he has come out as a sex addict so sick <laughs> that's so cool that fucking i will also <laughs> say this i know it's fun it's funny to be like sex addicts stupid not made up whatever i will say this i'm sure that if you're and i don't know about addiction is like a kind of medical category or whatever but i'm sure that if you're famous and you can kind of get sex whenever you do it does break your brain yes where you I probably can't true. stop looking for it like I, I can't imagine that 
I don't know if it's like a medical addiction, but I can imagine it's like you can get candy all the time. Right. It must destroy your... Because if you're a regular person, you can't get sex all the time. And so you like, uh, you allow yourself to have limits. But if someone was like, you don't have any limits, I'm sure that it does fuck you up in some way. Yeah, so I think that's that sense, true. I can imagine that it's there's some truth to it. I guess it's just kind of like... <laughs> it's just like odd that he came out and was just like it it was like he was ready to receive sympathy like people were very open it seems to him talking about his sex addiction and it it didn't seem like it was a damaging move it's it seemed like it was actually kind of positive that he like broke the silence and held himself accountable but i I don't know i guess it's also just like kind of funny because i'm like not really close to anyone who has a sex addiction so i can't i i don't have as much empathy sure but it's like i don't know this like <laughs> hollywood actor is like oh woe is me <laughs> sex yeah. addiction. i don't know it's like <laughs> there's something that's like hard to like uh, empathize with i think yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. um i don't know that's my i i'm limited in my perspective james franco was uh he went to risd for a short amount of time you know when he was all about getting like college degrees and stuff he got like 50 college degrees well he went to RISD for a while um because he wanted to be an artist Uh, I think notoriously people you know made fun of him like he wasn't very good but he was in a comics class (laughs) I took a comics class and then the teacher was like you know James Franco took this class a couple years ago and he was like he was like it was funny I would like call roll call and everybody knew who he was but he you know he, I'd be like James and he'd be like here and all the girls in the class would like giggle oh and stuff God. and he said that his comics were very very bad <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, did, he, did he elaborate? Oh, I wish I remembered I have like kind of a mental picture of the, what he described but I literally can't remember what it was that they were very self-serious or something or I can't remember this mm-hmm. is me having sex with <laughs> Spongebob <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's like <laughs> porn renditions of every cartoon. <laughs> he went to NYU and he was in my friend's class and his final was just a video of him taking a shit. Really? This is what gay warrior 16, Wario 69 says. Oh, I thought that was you saying Oh, that. no, no. Wow. That was incredibly done. Really? Are you an actress? Yeah. What? Meisner. Very well done. Yelling fire in an empty, empty movie theater. theater. Incredible. That's and premieres in Slam Dance. Actually, there's going to be a Q&A before the... Um, Can you g- give the Zoom meeting link? Um, I just got an email from the director. How about that? You want to read it out loud? Um, <laughs> boy, he didn't give the details. The professor went nuts and said it was genius. Huh. I feel like if you're famous and you're in a fine arts class, all your work can be about how you're famous. Brilliant. Here's yes. me sleeping. Isn't I it tr- an interesting meditation on fame? I tried to make all my work about being famous when I was in our class. It did not work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It bombed. Mm. Um, Okay. The movie premiere. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of people who might be famous and get a sex addiction one day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The movie premieres January 31st at 9 p.m. with a QA and a with the director and me and the other star of the movie. You're going to be one of the Q&As? Yeah. Oh, that Wow. Cool. This is kind of like a warm up for that. Yeah. For when it's um, a different festival or something, <laughs> another indie festival. I have to be honest, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. Is it online? You can watch the premiere. Oh, I guess the premiere. It's not online. No. I mean, I have a link I could send you. No, but I'm gonna watch in the premiere with everyone else in the Raisin stream. We're all gonna be there asking <laughs> you questions. So when is it again? January 31st. 
Okay. 9 p.m. And that's just two days after the Simple Town show at Union Hall. Mm-hmm. Me and Sam. Oh, interesting. And you know, that's... F- f- it's um five days after the Ladies Who Ranch show at Union Hall. Wow. And yeah. this is how we tell the time <laughs> here in the comedy so, world. So if you're a raisin manhead, you're listening right now, you're in your room, you're smoking weed at 9 a.m., you're depressed, and you're listening to this, and you're like, why can't I meet them? Why can't I be with them right now? And this is what you're going to do next week. So if that's you, if that's who you are, this is what you're going to do next week. What is it, Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. At 7.30, you'll go to Union Hall to watch Ladies Who Ranch. Ladies Who Ranch. Then, that Saturday, you return. You don't even have to leave Union Hall. It's in the same yeah. venue. Just camp out. They, they have drinks. You can play bocce. Right. You can camp out on the bocce court. Uh, Union Hall in Brooklyn. You stay Saturday night at, what, 7.30 p.m.? Doors at 7, though, so th- don't just show up at 7.30. Right, you got to get your seat. Union Hall, it starts on time, so 7.30, Simple Town Show. Right. And then two days after that, the thirty first Monday. Well, I don't know. Well, if Sounds it's right. Saturday, and then two days go by. Then it's the world premiere of um, Yelling Fire. And wow. where? And where? Where can people tune in again? Just the Slam Dance website or something. Do you have to buy a ticket? It's ten bucks. Is it live streamed, or can you just watch it sort of at your own leisure? I don't know. Measure? I don't know. But it would mean a lot if you guys kind of tuned into the live stream. I would love that. We'll bring us and our fans. Who's our that? rabid fan base? <laughs> your art, your art boy fan base. The, our raisin man. Your fan raisin base. man fan base. Fan okay. base. Sam, we should do a Twitch where we project it and then we do commentary on the Q and A. That would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> we play Half Life Two. <sighs> That's exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. I haven't had breakfast yet. What are you going to make? I don't have anything. I'm just going to make some chickpeas. <laughs> you ever have like chickpeas for breakfast? You ever like, ah, you know what? I'll have you ever had spaghetti for breakfast because you don't have any other food in your house? No. Have you ever done that, Sam? Oh, you know I've done that, brother. Mm-hmm. I, I, breakfast food doesn't exist for me. It's all... Uh, everything is up for grabs. Yeah. I can eat this. I, what I ate for dinner, I can eat for breakfast. No problem. You guys are fucked up. Usually I eat oatmeal no, and I'm regular strong. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you eat, well, you eat oatmeal and then bird seed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I then kibbles. Ice, and then ice cubes for <laughs> <Yeah>. dinner. <laughs> and Sam eats sausages. Yeah. Sausages and chicken. Yeah, chicken, fried chicken. Fried chicken. I have pictures of you on my phone both eating fried chicken and sausage. <laughs> In a folder <laughs> called Sam. Yes, called <laughs> <laughs> Um, Will told me they're about to do Beyond Beyond Meat KFC. <gasps> really? Yes. I'd be into that. You'd be hard like Beyond Meat KFC. Yeah. Well, I do. I like meat regular. I like meat. So you wouldn't even really need to do the Beyond. No, but I'm trying to transition into Go more. Veg. Yeah. I'm beyond enthused about that. <laughs> 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 the thing is, the, the the thing is, fried chicken, chicken is like a stringy thing, mm-hmm. stringy meat, which is great when it's fried. Correct. And I'm wondering, how are you going to kind of fry a mush and recreate the oh, experience of, stringy of chicken? chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Not with this Beyond Meat, they get all sorts of textures, though, Sam. You've seen this stuff. You bite into it, you go, this is beef. Oh, 
KFC Beyond Nuggets are already available nationwide. Nationwide. First time chat. Thank you, Redacted Emotions. Wait, Redacted Emotions, have you tried them? And is the meat stringy or have you thought about the texture? Well, chicken nugget meat is not. It's kind of mushy. It's mushy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all kinds of. Hi, guys. Good morning. Okay. There's all kinds of of chicken parts in there. Okay. You ever taken a chicken nugget and wondered, I wonder what part of the chicken this is from? I haven't had them, but they review bra hated them. Review bra hated them. He said they're rubbery. Damn. Review bra does come through with the good reviews. <laughs> is it is that a food review person? I assume. <laughs> <laughs> rubbery. That makes sense. There was um when I was younger there was a television show with this uh chef, I believe. I wanna say is Jamie Oliver. Or what's the name? John of Oliver? No, no, no. It's not John <laughs> Oliver. Jamie Oliver, British guy. He did this show where he was like, I'm going to America to show them, to show public schools how to eat better. Oh, fuck The idea guy. was like, American kids eat shit. True. True. It's true. But not for cultural reasons, for material reasons, you know, immiseration of public services, all those things. So he arrives to America and he's like, I'm going to show kids how to eat well. And he goes, you kids, you kids like chicken nuggets? He's like in a little kitchen. These kids are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, let me show you how they're made. He grabs a chicken. He grabs a chicken. He sort of guts it. And he gets all the nice meat out. He's like, he puts it aside. And then he has the carcass. So he has like the bones, like some of the leftover fat. And he puts that in a blender. He blends that shit up into like a mush. And then he f- shapes it into patties, breads it, and fries it. And when the kids see the carcass, they go, ew. But when the kids see the nugget, they go, yeah, yum. <laughs> and they eat it. <laughs> and he goes, that's what's in the fucking chicken nuggets. And the ki- well, the kids don't care. <laughs> yeah, the kids, I would not fucking care. Yeah. And then I would go, <laughs> I'm a school shooter. <laughs> and I'd put a bullet right between his fucking eyes. <laughs> that, that damn limey. <laughs> Coming uh, over here, telling us how to eat and stuff—that would piss. That would piss me off. Yeah, Jamie Oliver wanted everyone to eat beans and hash. Yes, yeah. beans and mash, Blood English sausages, full English, <laughs> fried fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, I hate man. Yeah, when Europeans tell us how to live, that pisses me off. Well, that's like West Coast, also. Yeah. Oh, that would. In what sense? Well, we were talking about earlier how the West Coast people yes. tell you how to live your life. Yes, I. But you know, if if I'm taking flack from a fellow American, right? I let them slide. I you see. know, it won't it won't come to blows, won't okay. come to violence. But if a fucking limey is in yeah. my face telling me what to eat, I, where to go, how to sit, and you say to them, "Go square like." <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I don't know if you remember, but on the last episode, I, I said that in Scotland, when you want to throw hands, you so you say to the person, "Go square like, go square like." I would say there's going to be two sounds: <laughs> me hitting your face and you hitting the damn pavement. Well, you best come correct because British people they know how to throw hands. Yeah. No, they're all drunk. <laughs> Drunk idiots and and ugly pedophiles. <laughs> You're gonna say once I'm through, your teeth are gonna look good. <laughs> I'm gonna rearrange. I'm gonna them. rearrange them so that they look <laughs> good and straight. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, but if an American said, "Hey, we need to, we need to get school children need better food," I'm down with that because I do think. I think it would do us well. It would do us well. Yeah, there's we don't get we do not get a taste of the obesity epidemic on the elite coasts that we live on. It's true in the but in the middle, if you go to Disneyland or Disney World, it's different. You do see it. I remember in my in my school district, we had um. You know, they would sell chips and just regular junk food stuff. And then at some point, all of the Lay's chips got switched. Maybe this happened to you. Baked Lay's. <laughs> Much healthier. I oh. think we got sun chips. Yeah, sun chips. <laughs> nastier. Just really not healthier, just nastier. <laughs> and the and the packaging, instead of being shiny, was matte. Because mm. that was, when something's healthy, the, the, the bag is matte. It's not glossy. Yeah, yes, you're right. And I later found out in high school that there was the mother of these two boys. Um, I don't... Whatever, the Iker twins. That was their names. And, <gasps> and the Iker... And Dude, the they're Iker's, fucking listening right now. And the Iker's mother had been responsible for the switch to healthy foods. And I didn't know this because they had gone to a different middle school, so I had missed the kind of whole saga. But there were people who would like... They were kind of reviled because they were like, their mom is responsible for the fact that we have sun chips now. And people were like salty as hell about this. Wow! Don't come to school tomorrow. <laughs> Is that them? The no, I'm. Ta- that? You're. You're. You. I'm you. You're my friend, and I'm. And I'm. Call- I'm. Felipe's calling you and saying, "Don't come to school tomorrow. <laughs> Don't go anywhere near AP English class. <laughs> Six period. <clears throat> the Iker twins are mine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is kind of something I thought about doing. <laughs> <laughs> what Felipe isn't telling is he was the most angry about the chips and he had a whole, his plan to um, commit violence on campus was shot down. Yeah. I was the one who was uh, Sorry, I got to just collect my scholastic award. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're like. That's no. What you're, that's what your dumbass was like. Yeah. No. No. What? <laughs> It was just a farce because the food, was, like I said, it wasn't healthier. We were still eating, because, you know, the schools contract out some nasty, you know, these like private companies that, yeah. that ship these frozen, nasty mm-hmm. ass meals. I remember in school, people used to absolutely mess around with that strawberry milk. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I, I remember a couple of times, other kids throwing it up, me throwing it up myself. <laughs> what? And it was just like... You that guys would be throwing nasty. up milk at school? Yeah, because you, you get sick. You're a little kid, you know? <laughs> and it was just, it was gross, man. It, when that shit hits the carpet, it ain't coming out. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I don't think everyone was, like, throwing up their strawberry milk. Maybe I'm just remembering it as throw up because I, it's, it, <laughs> it was looked like stu- throw up so coming gross out the carton. in my yeah, mind. That's you true. Know? It's it's. It's already puke flavor or yes styled. It's pink puke style. And then milk. people, but kids would put them in their bags, and it would be hot in their bag, and then they'd like uh. pop one out at four p.m. <laughs> you know, middle of the summer, <laughs> middle of middle the of summer school, <laughs> pop out the a strawberry, strawberry milk. <laughs> it was nasty. Um, did you ever in middle school did the the boys ever do this thing where they created these like nasty ass mix? They would like put the milk down, and then they put a bunch of uh, p- 
paper like napkins on there and just mash it up with whatever nasty shit. And then they would try to impress the girls doing that. <laughs> Wait, stop. I'm getting so horny <laughs> just <laughs> hearing about this. <laughs> 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 wait, okay, wait. So they would like make paper mache out of milk and lint. So you're having you're having lunch. All the boys are getting each other riled up. And then you're done, you know, you don't want to eat the mashed potatoes and the hash browns. You're done eating, so you're like, okay, I'm going to pour the strawberry milk into the mashed potatoes. And then someone goes, <laughs> I'm going to put a napkin inside of the mashed potatoes. And then someone goes, oh, I'm going to pour my chocolate milk on that. And then someone goes, I'm going to put, you know, my Jamaican beef patty on there. And then we're going to mash it up. Jamaican, wow, this is just a, a, a beautiful, a multicultural, cultural, multicultural <laughs> a melting, a melting pot. pot Did you guys school, have yeah. Jamaican beef patty day? No, no, I never had Jamaican we beef patty. We had like hamburger, hamburger and French fry. We had Jamaican beef patty. That was one of the foods we. Wow! We and did you have to dress up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. So then, so you would put all of your old food together, along with some paper. Yeah, it was just for fun. It was like let's make a it. mess. Okay. And then you know, and then Cause you'd, you'd be like, "Hey, Amanda, come look at this." Or, you know, you're okay. trying to impress. You don't, yeah. you don't, you're just horny out of your mind. You don't know what to do to get girls' attention. <laughs> and did the girls respond? They loved it. Nice. <laughs> I think I would have been your prime a, your prime target. I'll be honest. I didn't do that. Felipe mm. got a couple blowjobs <laughs> off that, that <laughs> in, the, in the cafeteria. <laughs> I got it on the sneak. <laughs> I got a blowy on the sneak. <laughs> uh, yeah okay, so someone says teach middle school now see the girls do this more actually the girls do the messy stuff wow. i'm glad to hear that that's good that's, that's cool huh that's it's weird because <laughs> and the boys eat that's, their pussies that's the feminism that josh whedon fought for <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. yeah. So you guys didn't do nasty shit in the cafeteria when you did middle school? I ate nasty shit in the na- cafeteria, I'll tell what you that. What did I do? <clears throat> we were a little more tame at Catholic school. Ah. We were we were good little boys and girls. But people people did do the thing where they would choke each other out and faint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so we still kinda had some like cool stuff going on. Kids would do that in uh in high school. Yeah. The way that my because fr- people kept calling it was called the choking game, but the kids in my high school did it different. They would squat, they would hyperventilate really fast, and then they would stand up, and then they would put their thumb in their mouth, and then they would blow, and they'd pass out. Yes, I think that was kind of our method as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Did a- you ever do it? No, I'm too f- afraid. I'm afraid of everything. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't I have no desire to do that. You ever do that, Sam? I'd love to try and do that. <laughs> <laughs> Should do it next time we go to Knockdown Center. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm in the corner squatting and standing up. No, Sam, you don't suck on the thumb. You blow on it. I, I remember taps was like a big thing we did in middle school. You got to tap different stuff, throw balls in the air, and when every time you touch the ball, you're off your feet are off the ground, that kind of thing. Wait, what? Taps, like you I've throw a ball up, that. you jump in the air, and then you tap it before your feet touch the ground. Yeah, like every time you pass the ball to someone and you grab it, your feet have to be in the air and you have to pass it again. That's it's so, but that's not mischievous. It got, bro. It got mischievous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It got right mischievous, didn't it? Because then afterwards, you have to go to the guy and you have to like 
touch him and feel him up. And Let's give like him that. a fucking touch his cock. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Depends. You guys ever do uh, in middle school Bangkok? What's that? There's someone who'd say Bangkok and they'd hit your balls <laughs> with the back of their hand. <laughs> no. It's like a ball tap. <laughs> we had a, um, we had like a pee blood thing where you'd punch someone in the kidneys. Oh! You'd punch them in the kidneys and then say pee blood. I never did it, oh! of course, because I was perfect, but that was a thing, which is awful. It's not. That's crazy to punch a kid in the kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> a child. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do that shit. I would yeah. not do that shit. Unless you crossed me. <laughs> did, you, did you have to wear... If you, did you have to wear a uh, uniform, Kelly? Yeah. And we would hike our little skirts up. Oh. Oh. We'd be sick. We'd be 11-year-olds <laughs> hiking our skirts up. Wow. <laughs> trying to get attention. Um, but yeah, we had to wear full uniforms. And you couldn't on your shoes... They had to be all black and they couldn't have any white on them. You had to like color it. You had to like color it with a Sharpie pen or something. Wait, why w- no white on the shoes? Because they just wanted it to be like really strictly uniform. Huh. So what would it mean to have, I mean, if you just buy the black shoes, why you buy shoes with some white in them? I, I don't know. Some people just bought, thought that they could get away with it. And then the teacher would be like, no, no, you have to color in the white spot. Wow. Yeah. So like no converse. Never. Fuck. Yeah. But you... If you colored in the, if you got the all black Converse, that'd be fine. Wait, for real? Yeah. Oh, so I thought you would have to wear like little dress shoes, like little shiny leathery, you know, like, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They just had to be um, like doll shoes for dolls. Uh, Right. But, but you could wear Converse if they were all black. Yeah. Or you could wear the all black Air Force ones. Sure. They didn't, I don't, no one was really wearing cool shoes. All black Jordans. Did you ever wear stilettos? All black Yeezys. I guess I would wear stilettos. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would go to um, I would go to the mall. I would go to Wet Seal, Payless, and get some yeah, some nice tall stilettos, um, yeah, or some glittery eyeshadow. Damn, and like yeah. a big handbag. Yeah. <laughs> I was and I was getting Botox at that age too. <laughs> and you permed your hair. Yes. <laughs> big blowout perm. Shoulder pads. Puberty's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was embarrassing in my school. It was when 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 a teacher (laughs) would like send a a girl home because she wasn't (gasps) dressed appropriately. Oh, like she was dressed too slutty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird because it's like because you know the girl feels embarrassed, but then there's also a weird thing where it's like. Oh, it's weird to even think of adults as like clocking that. Right. Yeah. You know, someone had to think. I'm horny. <laughs> right. Your tits exactly. look amazing. And it's so hard for me. Exactly. It's, uh, it's there's a kind of thing where it's like in the eyes of the beholder and so you you suddenly now have this weird sexual there's a, something sexual has transpired between a t- an adult yeah. and a student. The school has sexualized you. Yes. I wonder if like these days cuz I feel like back when we were in middle school or high school like there was no real like well I'm empowered and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm empowered by my body, so I'm dressing right. like this. So there's like we really had no defense. It was like just go home, like put on a turtleneck or whatever. But now I feel like with euphoria culture. Oh my god, those you the euphoria girl going to math class. This his eyes glazed. His eyes rolled in the back of his head. <laughs> is this the teacher at the euphoria school? <laughs> 
<laughs> Felipe would love to be a teacher at the U4N oh high school. Oh my God. Yeah. But, but I feel like now if a girl was like being sent home, she might have the language to say like, are you like, is this because you are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Are you, do you want to fuck me? That's what I would say yeah. if I was at Euphoria High School. Yeah. You want to fuck me? No, because you're gay. That's what you'd say to your teacher. You're teacher. gay and you don't want to fuck me. Teacher's like, what? What the fuck? Your old lady teacher. What's going on? <laughs> you gay or something? Do you want to fuck? Yeah. I wish I had been armed with, do you want to fuck me when I was years old? And whip that out on a couple teachers. <laughs> yeah, that's a checkmate in my book. <laughs> Wait, I had a, a, a thought on Euphoria, but I forgot what it was. But I am watching it. I haven't. I've only seen one episode, and it's the first episode. Okay. My my it's friend uh, Luca, who lives with is is my neighbor at my mom's house and she's 17 18 she was saying to me that like they have euphoria parties <gasps> at her like kids are who are her age where you go t- to a party and it's like themed euphoria and people like dress up like do they do drugs? euphoria high school she said she didn't there's not a lot of drug use that's at least the ones so she went to, but but it's also supposed <laughs> to be lit like euphoria too Bisexual lighting. Bisexual lighting. Yeah. Bisexual lighting. <laughs> and Merp. Merp. <laughs> Meep. I thought that sounded cool. And I was like, can I come to one? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to come to one. Hey, hey like, hit me up next a- <laughs> As like a, as a chaperone. As a chaperone. We could have one here. What are you, 17, 18? <laughs> yeah. I remember there was the most legendary high school party I went to was when my my best friend was this guy ben and we were we were bro and sis tight as ever and we go to this party and everyone's and our friend had a pool in a pool house where everyone was um like doing the most drinking no drugs and then this girl who we both knew started giving my friend ben a blow job in the room when we were Ben and I were in the middle of a conversation no. and she comes up to him and she just starts like sucking his dick under Wait. a blanket <gasps> and we're looking at each other like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And then we um, like give each other a high five because we thought it was kind of funny. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's sweet. And then, um, and then this other guy who I used to date um, projectile vomited on the, <laughs> on the glass wow. door. Wow. I thought you were going to say that it was like, that he was gonna come hook up with you, but then yeah. he predicted a lot it on you. <laughs> Your yeah. best friend's getting head, and then this guy's like, Bleh. No, "This guy barfs on my face." <laughs> no, just um, yeah, he projectile vomited on the glass window. Wow! And, that was and then the you most... gave him a high five. Yes, <laughs> and then he went down on me. <laughs> just kidding. No, he didn't. No, that's pretty cool. Um, but that sounds wild. It was a wild. It was a wild party. I also went to a party that was a um, it was a lingerie party. <laughs> Which was the trashiest thing I've ever. Been, I've been th- maybe to some. I've been to some underwear parties at college. Yeah, this was. I was a Lingi- freshman in high the school. The lingerie is wow. like Lady Grace, <laughs> Eileen Fisher. We all. <laughs> oh, no. no, we all went to Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret. Yeah, yeah. And the girl who hosted, her mom was a stripper. Cool. And so it was like. So the mom was like, "It's all good with me as long as you do it in the house." Yes. Yeah, that was the vibe. Give me your car keys, but you can drink, but just yeah. 
but then yeah i got cooler later on in high school i mean i think laundry party is cool it was yeah, okay. Fleep it was, is always pitching them. I always want to do them in the house. <laughs> Just us three. Oh, guys, what about a lingerie party <laughs> tonight? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> huh. how, how, um, how was the mic yesterday? The Lady Syringe mic? It was chill. It was like last week, for whatever reason, the energy of the mic was like really spicy in a way that made me uncomfortable. Like, people were like dissing each other and like we were a little rowdy as hosts i think and um and it made me really uncomfortable but then we had a fun bar hang after but then last night it was like a bunch of people that i've never met before and everyone was really sweet and it was like living room energy like it was really like calm and supportive at the mic yeah oh that's sweet but none of the real regulars were there like durso and Maggie were there, but otherwise I didn't really recognize anyone. No Benny? No. None of those boys were there. And I miss them. I gotta go. I haven't been to the mic in a minute. You gotta come. I know. Yesterday would have been... Pri- I mean, no, I guess because we were hanging out with Patrick, but... Yeah. Um, I gotta go. I've been... I honestly... I'm I'm like at a point where I'm like almost giving up on stand-up. I'm <laughs> just like... I just want to do it for fun, but it is fun. Like, I just want to go to hang out. It's fun. And we've been having really good hangs after the I mic. Know. Last time I went, I had some nice, yeah, some nice chill times. Yeah, but um, I feel the same. I've had like a couple shows recently where I'm like, "Is this for me?" (laughs) I know you were saying you didn't feel so good about the yeah. I did a show recently, and I was like, "This, I don't know." There's like, I mean, so much of it is just like confidence and saying, saying your jokes with a lot of confidence and charisma, and if you're not feeling it, then you're just making people uncomfortable (laughs) Mm -hmm. but so that's something to work on i guess we should go it's so i love going to the mic yeah it's a good ass time yeah and uh i feel like it's not hard to do well at. i mean that's no shade like i think it's very supportive yeah no it's a good it's definitely you can come in with your absolute bullshit with ass yes (laughs) with ass it doesn't need to sound like a joke yeah it's what's called the brooklyn cushion Really, I heard someone. Uh, someone said that with t- talking about doing uh, comedy at like uh, at like a club. Yeah, and like there's stuff. There's like a Brooklyn cushion, you know, like jokes that work in Brooklyn. But if you do them at a club, it's not gonna work. You know, I guess maybe that's a New York thing. But I feel like when I've done comedy in like Philly or like Chicago or something, I feel like you do really well having come from New York. Like it's really, I think doing comedy in new york really makes like toughens you up so mm. that when you do it in other cities you actually kill the chicago <laughs> um blanket the chicago blanket the chicago um uh bouncy castle bouncy castle yeah yeah i don't know but i've had such limited experience touring but tell but tell us more no, about it. No. <laughs> but the experiences you have had. No. Yeah. Both times I've done stand up in LA were bad. Well that's your I bet you did fine. Um You're a harsh critic of yourself. It's true. I think I did fine, but I didn't nah, I bet it. you bombed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you fucking bombed. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Hard to do. Yeah. I I, I mean this is maybe not a good reason to do f- f- my logic, but I feel there's so much 
pressure and and um, opportunity, both negative and positive pressure to do other things mm-hmm. in comedy besides stand up. Yeah, that it's like I sometimes feel like, oh, I like doing stand up, but it no one wants me to be doing this. Like, and right. I could be. There's other th- like I could there's there are shorter paths right. to getting what I want. Like being an animator. <laughs> <laughs> like being an animator. <laughs> or, you know, just like even writing or things like that. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know if this, gr- I like doing it, but like the grind is too difficult for the, for the outcome. Yes. I think you're right. And I think also when you've been doing it for a while, like, you like you put in the work so that you can start getting opportunities and then once you start getting the opportunities your time ha- in relationship to comedy has to change because you can't just be like grinding all the time just like fucking around at mics you're like oh i like my work is paying off and now i have to like really step it up in these like new avenues that weren't there before at least i don't know that's how i feel yeah no. <laughs> fuck you no. <laughs> yeah no i completely that that is how well i, I mean feel. it's like we yeah. never if it's like if once you get started getting booked you don't have to go to mics you get to just yeah. perform and you don't think of that as grinding it is grinding though it's just like the next step right like getting used to doing longer sets and stuff but if you don't get booked you just have to keep grinding at mics until you do yeah I think about, I'm like, oh, everyone's doing a one-woman show. Maybe I should do that. And then I'm like, I would just put on the most boring one-woman show. It's true. People are doing that in our our little scene. And I think it's cool. One-woman show. I I love seeing, like, a cohesive piece. I think it's great. I've thought about doing a one-woman show. Really? (laughs) What would it be a woman. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. (laughs) holding auditions next week. (laughs) 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 Well, we're coming upon the end of our journey here. It's Mm. 9.30. I didn't know this went for an hour and a half. I thought it went for just an hour. So at the hour mark? It's pretty exhausting. At the hour mark, I was like, cool, let's wrap it up. And then we kept going. Oh, I should have let you know. No, we do an hour and a half. Okay, that's okay. I could tell. I was like... Okay, hour we're winding down. I was like, gotta wind it back up. Right. No. Wow, like a like a like a master, you, you know, uh-huh. like a fo- like a coach of a of a soccer team. You, you should know, see you my brain. Exactly. I'm running the numbers on your moves <laughs> yeah, on the exactly. on what we're talking about. I'm just <laughs> finessing the conversation mm-hmm. ever so subtly. <laughs> a maestro. I feel I'm a puppet in your hands. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, We've plugged our things. Yeah. Ladies Ranch yeah. on the 26th. Simple Town on the 29th. And mm-hmm. then Kelly's movie. Well, my movie premiere. Which is? 31st. 31st. A slam dance select. And then oh, Simple Town was going to have a show on February 4th. No more. No more. But we'll figure mm-hmm. something out because we, we'll got, a movie to, we got a movie to premiere. Yes. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. And keep your eyes peeled to social media because in about... 12 or 13 months, maybe, maybe, f- maybe 15, uh, an animation of mine will come out. But, <laughs> nice. uh, so, so just keep looking at it every day. <laughs> Check and in on yeah. Sam. Oh, and yeah. then a Simple Town cartoon that's going to come out in three years, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also have some cartoons that'll come out probably in a year or two. Yeah, great. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, look at us. Cool. We're on the come up. All right, everybody. Uh, have, wait, uh, have a good night. Good night. Yay. Raisin Man Arena.